0: fastgrowingtrees.com code POOL offer is valid for a limited time terms and conditions may apply today is October 20th 2022 and our first story Kanye West in a shocking interview calls Joe Biden effing retarded several times wow this interview matters Kanye West is deeply influential with many people who are not political. And right now, Democrats need all the help they can get. So someone so famous being so blunt, that's bad news for Biden and the Democrats. In our next story, Ocasio-Cortez is heckled again. And what does she do? She mocks and dances as people in her district express fear over crime and demand she go. In our last story, diesel supply is at just 25 days. The Democrats are in for a red October, so says The New York Times. If you like the show, give us a good review and leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. In what may be one of the most consequential interviews in this political midterm season, Kanye West has dubbed Joe Biden effing retarded. It is deeply offensive and shocking, so much so that these uh, news outlets bleeped and, and asterisked out the word retarded. You're not supposed to call people that word. It is deeply offensive. But the reason I say that this is possibly one of the most consequential interviews in the midterms is that, well, look, Kanye West has entered the political fray for some time now, and he is extremely influential. He's moving to buy Parler. He's buying it. This will have an impact. Now, the media's going after him like crazy. One thing Kanye West points out is that they never refer to him as a billionaire. They always call him a rapper. And I'm like, Kanye's right. Dude's a billionaire who runs multiple companies that generates ridiculous amounts of money. Rap is just one thing he does. He is a rich, powerful, influential, individual celebrity, all of these things. Now, he said other... Offensive things, but uh, look, when you've got FU money, you can basically say whatever you want. Kanye West says he does not regret his anti Semitic tirade, brands Biden effing retarded for not meeting Elon Musk, and excuses his foul language because he has quote mental health issues before storming out of explosive interview. I got a lot of respect for Kanye, I really do. He's a smart guy. They say he's crazy. They say he's got mental health issues. He says something similar, but I don't think he's crazy. I I think everybody has varying degrees of, you know, issues, I suppose. Most people are rather, well, average, right? I think uh, that being said, Kanye is a bit more eccentric and probably does have mental health issues, but not crazy. Like what I mean is he's lucid and logical. He may say bad things. He may be a loose cannon that may be a result of mental health issues. But I think the dude has a logic behind what he's saying. However, I think when it comes to the you know comments he's made about Jewish people and the Jewish mafia and all that stuff, yeah, I don't think that's an issue of being crazy. I think it's an issue of believing things that are just wrong, of, of having bad information. And look, he's friends with Candace Owens and the Daily Wire. He needs to go hang out with them and have a conversation about you know this Jewish stuff he's saying. But outside of that, this matters. Young people are going to hear what he says when he buys Parler. He could probably move over a large portion of apolitical people to a new platform. That's bad for Twitter because it's already a very esoteric platform. He can come out and say that he thinks Joe Biden's effing retarded and you can be offended by it. I know difficult word to hear for many of you. Young people are going to hear that and they're going to laugh if anything. Kanye West speaking this way about the Democrats, as he has been, is probably a contributing factor to why we're seeing so many young black men shift away from Democrats and towards the Republican Party. Kanye likes Candace Owens. If he comes out and says she's cool, there's going to be a lot of young people who are just like, Kanye's great, man. And let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. You want to criticize Kanye West. By all means, he, he deserves to be criticized the same as everybody else deserves to be criticized. But call him a billionaire. Call him a genius entrepreneur, call him eccentric, call him whatever you want, but give him credit where credit is due. The man has done tremendous, tremendous things. He is extremely, uh, what's the word, prolific in the sense that he's everywhere. He's influential. The dude certainly knows something many people do not. To ignore the influence of such a man right now as he roasts the Democrats and Joe Biden would be ignorant. Now let's talk about what's going on in the midterms. Outside of this, I mean, he's having an impact. Democrats know they don't have rising stars. And the stars they do have are about to get BTF owed in the midterms, meaning their careers are going to get cut short. Democrats don't have a 2024 contender. They need their, mid, they, they, they need their members of Congress who are rising in the ranks to succeed now so they can put them forward over the next two years in a Democrat primary. Uh-oh. The rising stars they do have, the ones who actually resonate with regular Americans, middle of the road, they're going to get wiped out. So let's talk about this. Let's break this down. Let's talk about what Kanye West said, what he means, and how it's going to affect us politically. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com to become a member and support our work directly. Our journalists are out there every day writing the news, fact-checking the news, and even field reporting. And it's only possible because you guys go to TimCast.com, click the Join Us button, and sign up. To become a member, as a member, you will get access to exclusive, uncensored episodes of the Tim Cast IRL podcast. We do that uh, Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. I'm not sure if we're going to have one tonight, but uh, we we might. We, we'll see what happens. And you'll also get to watch our other shows, like the Cast Castle Vlog, Tales from the Inverted World, and uh, more importantly, you're supporting our our, our uh, efforts. The videos I produce here. So don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share this video because part of me seems, I I just, I don't know why. I kind of think YouTube is going to censor this video for some reason. So uh, why don't you guys be the notification and share the video and maybe we can push back on the censorship. Let's read the news. From the Daily Mail. Kanye says he does not regret his anti-Semitic tirade. Brands Biden effing retarded does, uh, for not meeting Elon Musk and excuses his foul language because he has mental health issues before storming out of explosive interview. The rapper, who is being interviewed by Piers Morgan, apologized for his bad language, but excused it by saying he has mental health issues. The rapper, the billionaire. At this point, I think dude has made substantially more money off of his businesses like Yeezy's than being a rapper. Also in the interview, West addressed the Jewish community after his anti-Semitic Twitter tirade and doubled down on some of his antics. Despite offering up a half hearted apology, West, now known as Yay, said he absolutely does not regret his comments, which resulted in a huge backlash with some of his social media accounts being suspended and sponsorships canned. The apology came two hours into the interview in which West mocked Morgan by calling him a Karen while offering him advice on how to become as rich as he is. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, man, that's spicy. He also stormed out of the interview midway through the said, Dude, Kanye, hit up your friend Candace Owens. Go hang out with the Daily Wire crew. They, you, gotta, you got Ben Shapiro's right there. I'm sure they will be very polite and talk to you about this. And afterwards, you're going to be like, I totally get why I was wrong to say what I did, what, what I did about the Jewish community. Quote, you know, 1% of the world are placed in power and 99% of the world are the audience. So that 1% of the world, this idea of a United Nations, this is the world that needs to come together. Here's the obvious go-to. Biden doesn't listen to Elon Musk. The president of the United States does not have meetings with, meetings with Elon Musk. That's effing, West said before, gesturing to the camera, saying, here, come, come, come get me. That's effing Retarded. The screen cut to interviewer Morgan, who looked confounded by West's comments and appeared to be holding back from responding. I know I'm not supposed to say that, Biden, but that's effing retarded, Biden. West continued. And obviously, because I've been deemed with mental health all this, I have a right to use whatever words that I like to use. Oh, heavens, bro. So look, the way it works, I guess, on YouTube and I think what, what makes the most sense, don't, I don't like people disparaging other people like that. So, Kanye, I'll throw a little criticism your way. I understand saying something like that may resonate with people who don't like Joe Biden. I get it. I don't like doing stuff like that. I just really, really don't. I don't think it's going to help us win an argument. You saying that Kanye said it three times, three times he called Joe Biden effing retarded. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I, I would I would I would humbly ask for uh, tact, reasons of tact. You don't say that stuff. You know what I mean? Here's why. There's a lot of people who don't know what's going on. Kanye, they don't know what you know about the economy. They don't know what you know about Elon Musk. When you come on and say something like this, a lot of people just get taken aback and they're like, that's not an argument. If you said something like, it is, ex- it is, it is, it is ineptitude, inexperience, ignorance, for a sitting president not to meet with the wealthiest man in the world to discuss what he's doing, especially when it comes to climate change and cars and all that stuff, right?
1: It's another morning and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com Carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash Carlson and save 20% today.
0: You want to talk about climate change? Elon Musk is doing all that. Tesla is taken off. I see Tesla's everywhere now. That's what you wanted, right? So Kanye's right, but I don't think he's delivering it right. But hey, hey, look, man, you don't have to agree with my opinions on this one. My point is just this. Either way, that actually might end up getting more people to vote against the Democrats. I mean, it's just reality. They're going to hear Kanye say it cold and blunt. And a lot of people are going to laugh. Young men especially are going to laugh and they're going to high five each other. And they're probably going to vote based on this stuff if they do. The clip did not show West elaborating on why he thought Biden should be meeting with Musk. In April, senior officials of the Biden administration held a meeting with the Tesla CEO and other major leaders of America's car industry. At another point in the interview that will air fully on Friday, Morgan challenged West over his anti-Semitic comments on Twitter. Quote, I will say I'm sorry for the people that I hurt with the death CON comments, Ye said on the show with the British talk show host. I feel like I caused hurt and confusion. I'm sorry for the families of the people that had nothing to do with the trauma that I had been through. And then I use my platform where you say hurt people, hurt people. I was hurt. Hurt people, hurt people. You, get, you see what he's saying? Hurt people, comma, ended up hurting people. The rapper and clothing designer said on Piers Morgan Uncensored that he was only referencing certain Jewish people who he believes have screwed him over. Def, Def Con, they even, all right, you guys, I love this. They say less than two weeks ago, the rapper wrote in a tweet, I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. DEFCON, also known as Defense Readiness Condition, full stop. The Daily Mail spelled it D-E-A-F. It's D-E-F-C-O-N. Come on. In an alert used by the U.S. Armed Forces to indicate how quickly the military can be deployed during deadly emergencies and attacks. Ye was pressed by Morgan on whether his anti-Semitic remarks were racist, and he says they were, although at some point the rapper says it's not racism when asked about his comments. He said, when you insult the Jewish people and you say you're going Death Con three, that is as racist as anything you say you've been through, Morgan said. Racism is racism, and you know that, I think you do. I don't know if it's racism, it's anti-Semitic. And and here's what I want to I want to clarify. Because there is a point to be made. One, you gotta be real careful with the anti-Semitic stuff. And, and I'll tell you why. There is a history. Around, around it. And that's what people are so sensitive. There's a lot of people who, who don't care for the special class provided to certain identities or ethnicities or races. Totally get that. My point is words have meanings and not all words mean the same thing to everybody. Jordan Peterson's got this viral clip going around where he's like, if somebody says, do you happen to believe in God? I have to ask, what does do mean? And you, what does you mean? And everyone's making fun of him. And I'm like, you're making fun of him because, look, I know it does sound silly. Jordan Peterson says a lot of silly things. However, there is something to be taken from what he was saying. If you said to someone, do you believe in God? This phrase doesn't do enough to convey the question being asked. Because I have talked talk about this. I, I don't have to, but I do talk about this stuff all the time. Jordan Peterson's point was that if someone says, do you believe in God? The question is first, what does? What do you mean by do you right? And I know that one is, let's just say that's getting a bit um, overly complicated, Dr. Peterson, that I would agree with. But believe. What do you mean by believe? Believe. What does that mean? Does it mean that you genuinely think it's there? Does it mean you think you've seen it? We can break that one down and try to better convey a meaning behind this. And God, what do you mean by God? I understand Peterson's point. Now, let's take a look at this. When 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 you say something like you're going death count three on Jewish people, People assume you're making a comment about literally every single Jewish person. When you say there's a Jewish mafia, people think you're talking about the conspiracy. That's why I say words have meanings. And maybe what Kanye West meant isn't the same thing that the average person meant. I'll say it right now. Kanye West shouldn't say that kind of stuff. He's absolutely wrong. But is he referring to like, if you said there was an Italian mafia, people would say, okay, they wouldn't assume you meant literally every single Italian person was part of a mafia. If you say Jewish mafia, people immediately think you're talking about a secret conspiracy among Jewish people. That's that's the issue. Like it like literally all of them. The, 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 the word Jewish in front of mafia means something different to any other ethnicity, which is why I think Kanye West probably should clarify, apologize. And I think that's what he was trying to do. I also just want to point out, even even if that is the case, Kanye, dude, the ethnicity of the individual has, has nothing to do with this. And that's that's why I think he's wrong to say this. You say Italian mafia. And I'm like, bro, I don't care about what country they come from. I care about the individuals. There's no reason to point out somebody's Italian, Irish, Korean, whatever, or Jewish. And that's what he said. He was basically saying, like, the people who came at him were actually, you know, all Jewish. Therefore, I'm like, nah, come on, man. And Chris Cuomo, you know, I'll give him some credit. He actually pushed back saying it's not that they're Jewish. They're coming after you. You can say they're, they're corrupt business executives. But anyway, I digress. I don't want to rehash all that stuff, although it needs to be brought up when Kanye's saying this stuff, because ultimately what happens is his Twitter gets suspended. He gets suspended on Instagram and then dude goes and buys Parler. This is important political stuff. I'm gonna give a shout out to this article from Parler. Oh, I love being part of the news, my friends. Parler was jubilant about Kanye West buying it. Then the problem started. An email to so called VIPs for the site raised a couple questions. Among them, do the VIPs know that they're VIPs? <clears throat> Let me provide a comment on the matter as I was one of the individuals. No, I didn't know I was a parlor VIP. I have not opened the parlor app in probably a couple years. I don't remember when the last time I was on it was, maybe a year plus. Don't use the app. Didn't even know they had my email, but they emailed me they emailed me along with everybody else. And all of a sudden I'm on this email thread with like 400 people. Here's the issue here. I understand it was an accident, so I'm not going to cry about it. But there are people on this VIP list who are already emailing me pitches, proposals. And I just responded. I was like, dude, if you email me off of this gaff, this error with pitches, requests, proposals, newsletters, My entire company will have you blocked and we will never respond to that email address. I don't know about you. I'm just saying do not use that as an excuse to try and get in contact because people are. After I tweeted that, I privately got some VIPs messaging me, messaging, messaging, messaging me being like, thank you for saying it. Because everyone there was like there's, you know, Cassandra Fairbanks is on it. I'm on it. uh, Charlie Kirk was on it. uh, Chicks on the right were on it. Diamond and Silk were on it. And no doubt they're all probably getting inundated because Parlor's VIPs are not all in the same category. Some were just active accounts and some were like pol- politicians with, go- with government or private email addresses. Not okay. But anyway, it's a, a little hectic to start. But this matters. Kanye West getting banned matters because he might actually revitalize Parler. As much as many people don't want to hear it, don't want to accept it. Maybe you're on Truth Social. Truth Social's got a lot of engagement. Maybe you stay on Twitter. Maybe you're hoping Elon Musk finalizes that deal, and he probably will. And then in the end, maybe Elon Musk gets a lot of people to join Parler to have fun. We were talking about this on TimCast IRL, and I can't remember who the guest was, but they said, if black Twitter moves to Parler, Twitter is done. And I'm like, yeah, but let me tell you, dude, black Twitter, they post jokes, they have subreddit. A lot of it's really, really insightful. A lot of it's really, really funny. If they go to Parlor, they're not going to have to worry about getting censored at all. They're going to be able to make all the crazy, edgy jokes they want with no thought about it. Why would they not move to Parlor and hang out with Kanye West? See, Donald Trump can only pull so much. People hate him. But Kanye? Dude, make fun of Kanye all you want. The media's trying. It ain't going to work. Kanye West is a superstar. He is... Let me let me look. History books are going to write about this man. They are going to write about the businesses he built, the songs he wrote. They already are writing about it. And these people in media are footnotes. They will be forgotten. Not Kanye. That matters. Matters a lot. And you know what? Let's get political. Democrats know it from Politico. Future Democratic stars at risk of getting wiped out in the midterms. Oh, you know it. A number of second term House Democrats are seen as future statewide candidates within their party. Democrats elected their political future in 2018. Now that bench of potential statewide leaders could get wiped out. Here we go. The last midterm election saw a slate of Democratic rising stars roll into Congress on a wave of anti-Trump resentment and fundraising prowess built on top of that backlash. Now, with a few House terms under, his, under their belts, they are prime candidates to run statewide in the future. But first, they must survive their first election that isn't dominated by former President Donald Trump. Everyone in Michigan thinks Rep. uh, Alyssa Slotkin will run statewide, said Jason Cable Rowe, a Republican consultant who is working for Slotkin's House opponent this year. The buzz around Mickey Sherrill is that she'll be running for governor in 2025 when the seat is set to open. Then they list a bunch of other candidates and mention uh, are all among those frequently name-checked by operatives in their states as formidable statewide candidates for the future. In Pennsylvania, many expected Rep Chrissy Houlihan to run for Senate this year, but she opted against it and instead remains on the radar for a future bid. They want to mention AOC, Ayanna Pressley, etc., cetera, etc. But hey, let me pause right there. People in AOC's district are protesting her. These are progressives. And what is she doing? She's dancing. She's like, eh, the tongue out like, eh, as they're chanting, AOC has got to go. She is a vapid con artist, and it's all coming home to roost, isn't it? They say, but much of Democrats' class of 2018 is under threat, staring down a brutal midterm climate in battleground districts. Some made more difficult after redistricting. While a handful turned a shade bluer, presidential approval ratings and historical precedents now weigh heavily against them. Instead of working in their favor, as they did in 2018 when Trump was in office, it's another opportunity to prove their strength and build their political careers, but it's also... A key moment that could knock many off course, whether we're talking about me, whether we're talking about Slotkin, Houlihan, Luria, Cheryl, Sharice, Kendra. Yes, I can win really hard races, and I do, said Abigail Spanberger in an interview on the sidelines of the campaign trail in in Virginia. She had been speaking with voters at a brewery for nearly two hours, even after losing her voice. You got to rest the voice, man. As somebody who talks for a living, I can assure you, man, it is not worth it. But I'll tell you a trick ibuprofen. You shouldn't do it a lot, but this is the trick. You lose your voice, take some uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories over the counter, follow the instructions, talk to your doctor. But uh, it really does work. It does. Because uh, losing your voice is caused by inflammation. Anyway, she says, and I am relentless in my campaigning. Spanberger is another oft-mentioned Democratic star who rose to viral fame. Yeah, 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 we get it. Virginia Democrats are uh, eager to peek around the corner of the next statewide opening, may have to wait. Both Democratic senators, Tim Kaine and Mark Warner, are in their mid-sixties, but the race for governor in 2025 will likely attract a crowded primary field. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you all get it. You all get it. Here's the gist of the story: Democrats have no stars. All right, name a celebrity Democrat. Go. Yep. Who'd you go? Who'd you you get? Some people like to say, I don't know, Cory Booker, Uh, Gavin Newsom, maybe. Oh, come on, they're B-tier at best. The Republicans. DeSantis, Donald Trump, Christy nome Come on. There's a lot of people that are popping up all over the Republican Party with name recognition and storied careers. The Democrats don't have it. They have to build that roster back up with these rising stars about to lose in the midterms. Their political careers will be over. Look at Stacey Abrams. She's probably the best the Democrats have, and she's nothing. She's a weird election-denying conspiracy theorist who just said abort the poor. That's the best they can do. Maybe Gavin Newsom. Here we go. Washington Post says Democrats discover they're not immune to the candidate quality problem. Yeah, you don't got anybody. They're all B-tier follower garbage candidates. Sorry, that's just the reality. Kanye West can be a little bit more crass than I can. I, I try to keep it professional, but you get the point. From the New York Times. With crucial elections looming, Biden breaks tradition of big campaign rallies. Really? President Biden's low profile on the campaign trail reflects a low approval rating that makes him unwelcome in some congressional districts and states at a pivotal moment before the midterms. The leader of the Democratic Party can't even campaign to try and help the candidates win. That's how bad it is. Here we go, baby. Early vote count surpasses ordinary midterm turnouts. It's actually way crazier in Georgia. Take a look at this. Georgia, early midterm voting, surpassing the 2020 presidential election. That blew my mind. Things are going to get spicy. The midterms are boring. Nobody cares. Look, when Tim Kest IRL was live covering the 2020 presidential election, we were consistently getting like 100 to 150,000 concurrent viewers. That's nuts. We were getting like a million plus in the ratings. Crazy. These days we get about 40,000 way down. It's the midterms, man. We know this during the the next couple of weeks. We'll see the ratings start going back up. Then with the presidential primaries, it's going to get we're going to be in season, as we call it, for political commentary and and culture shows. And then we're going to see I'd imagine an average of 60 to 80 K for the primaries and probably back up to 100 in this presidential cycle, especially, yo, if Donald Trump runs, it's going to be crazy in the ratings. My point is when CNN's ratings go down, as all these all these networks go down, everyone's like making fun of them. But, you know, like everybody's ratings go down and people aren't paying attention to politics. That's the midterms. If the midterm voting so far is surpassing the 2020 presidential election, that says a whole lot. That says a whole lot. People are coming out to vote, despite the fact that 2020 was crazier. Now, look, I still think for the most part, people aren't paying attention because it's not just about the ratings we have. I look at other people's ratings. I look at other shows and we, you know, we, we do comparables. We have marketing and all that stuff. But something about right now, people have remained politically active and it's grown. Politics has become pop culture. We talked about this last night. We talked about the H3 podcast, Ethan Klein. I don't care to comment on on commenters. But he made a comment about Ben Shapiro is just shockingly insane. And, um, you know, so that it it comes up. But uh, the the reason it does is because H3H3, they were just, you know, edgy comedy, fupa, silliness. And then all of a sudden, this dude is now hosting a political podcast where he's talking about Ben Shapiro. And I'm like, why? Politics is pop culture. It's one of the reasons we're probably seeing midterm voting surpassing the the presidential election. It's why we're seeing people who don't know anything about politics, war, history, policy. Why are they do it? It's probably why we're seeing them do these political shows. This is all people care about. It's a crowded field out there for everybody. But here we go. CNN says why very high turnout is likely this midterm. OK, Harry Enten, tell me why. He says a look at the data this cycle suggests that we're far more likely to see a repeat of 2018 and its high turnout than 2014. Let's start with the polling data. Last week, CNN SSRS poll found 20 percent of registered voters said they were extremely enthusiastic about voting. It's not just one poll either. They're going to mention blah, 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 blah. blah. The fact that enthusiasm and interest levels are so close to 2018 may be somewhat surprising. After all, Donald Trump, with very strong supporters and detractors, is no longer president. Voters, though, seem to think as much is on the line now as they did back in 2018. Let me just simplify it for you, dude, because I got to admit, you waste a lot of words. Joe Biden is also despised. Gas prices are through the roof. Under Trump, things weren't that bad, but people hated him for media and personal reasons. Many of these people are now realizing that they were uh, taken for a ride, as it were. They said Donald Trump is bad. So you know what? I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. And the reality is Biden was actually worse. Under Donald Trump, you had mean tweets. But uh, under Joe Biden, you have no gas. So, uh, yeah, what do you think regular people are going to do? They're going to outright just say no. They're going to go out and vote and they're going to vote to rectify the mistakes they made. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I could not believe it. Republicans with a three point three point advantage, three point three percent in aggregate. And it's only getting worse. Monmouth University has Republicans up six points in the generic ballot. This is not a swing district poll, my friends. This is an aggregate of the national level. That means even in AOC's district, they are seeing a swing. That's how crazy this is. We don't care about deep blue and deep red. We care about swing districts. In the swing district polling, it's way worse for Democrats. Even 538, finally now, showing Republicans with a 0.1% advantage. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. A 538. I wonder if they've got an update on their forecasts. And they do. Here we go. The other day when I covered this, they said that there was a 37 in 100 chance Republicans win. Now it's 40. It's dramatically improving. This is uh, the Senate. That's the Senate. Take a look. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I got to go back. Let's take a look at the House. The House is now up to 78 in 100 it is apocalyptic. There's even a possibility. They say that Republicans win 260 seats. Now I'm going to pause for a second. I'm going to pause for a second and cite a great man, Tim Pool, who made a glaring error in 2018. That's the joke. I'm not really trying to brag or refer to myself in the third person. Calm down, leftists. In 2018, I said a lot of the same stuff. I said Republicans were pissed. The culture war stuff was lighting people up. They voted for Trump. Now they're going to vote to to reinforce the Republicans. And they did not. They didn't. And I went, wow, I, I missed that one. It's in a bubble. It's probably still true to a great degree. I have my bias. I always say I do. In 2020, I was completely right about one thing. Donald Trump was seeing growing support. What I did not count on was growing opposition. Because I, I thought people would see through the BS. I thought people wouldn't fall for that. But you know, people did. They really did. So we see interesting things these days. What I see now, it looks like 538 real clear politics and all the polls are showing Republicans are going to crush it. They're going to win. I don't know for sure. Democrats do have an opportunity to win. I mean, look, the 22 percent chance that Democrats actually take the majority. So Republicans better be on high alert. If you're a Republican and you're not going campaigning right now, Don't be surprised when you lose. I'm not even playing games. And let me tell you, if you go out right now, right now, start knocking on doors, asking people if they registered to vote and who they're planning on vote for and talk to them about why you think it's important they vote at the Democrats. And you can simply say, look, I know there's a lot of issues. I know we're really concerned about a lot and there's tough things here. But man, it really comes down to gas prices and jobs. We've got 25 days left in the diesel supply. It's scary stuff. We can have a conversation on all the other cultural issues. But right now, stand with me because we got to get the costs down and you know it. And we know that Joe Biden is not going to do it. Say that. And then I'll tell you this. When you do. And then come November 8th, you see across the board Republicans win. You can then take credit for the work you did because it will be each and every one of you who made that victory possible. If you stay home. If you do nothing, when the Republicans lose and the Democrats carry on their destructive policies that are gutting this country, you can just say, I did that, too. That's the harsh reality. No, no, no let me calm you down. Calm down. I know not everybody can go out. All right. Some might say, Tim, why aren't you going out knocking on doors? Well, to be honest, it's because I reached 60 million people by doing this. And hopefully this has an impact. And you could share these videos, too. But do what you can and don't do more. Don't don't stress yourself. Don't break yourself. Survive. Do what you can do what you got to do, but stand up for what you believe and speak out. Make sure that this seventy-eight 100 is actually 100 and 100. We also got to speak out against the corrupt Republicans as well. And that's a, good, a whole lot of them. You got a handful of MAGA, um, uh, America first Republicans who I think will do a good job. Those are the, those are the people you got. You got to vote for. Carrie Lake is one of the most impressive politicians I've ever met. I've had a lot of politicians on my show, Republicans, even some Democrats. And I got to tell you, the, the most impressive Carrie Lake, hands down, massive respect for, for this woman. I think she could be president and I think she could be president soon. She's tough. She's fearless. She sat down and said, ask anything. I mean, she didn't say that. She's like, I'm here to talk. Have fun. We get politicians who are like, I'm really worried about this, that or otherwise. Like, I'm not going to sit here and dance around issues so you can politic your way out of questions. Carrie Lake walks and sits down and she's like, sup. And then Ian is like, what about DMT? And she's like, what is it? And he's like, dimethyltryptamine in your trip. And we're talking to a governor, a, a candidate for governor, who's having a conversation with crazy hippie Ian and me talking about the Second Amendment does guarantee a right to nuclear weapons. Hot, crazy issues. But she's a real person who's having a real conversation and knows what she's doing and knows what she's talking about. That's what inspires me. Candidates like that. You know who doesn't? It's the McCarthy's. It's McConnell. It's Lindsey Graham. I just. Kerry Lake gives me hope that the Republicans actually are going to have some good people. Far from perfect. Far from it. But the best I've seen. Ron DeSantis. I really look forward to having him on the show at some point because he's, he's fantastic. So here's all I have to say. Kanye West. He's saying something. That's going to resonate with people. Pay attention. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. It's the beginning of the end for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. The walls are closing in after a bombshell report. Her own constituents have started yelling at her, calling her a liar, calling her a hypocrite, and protesting everything she represents. Now, of course, she wants to keep trying to play this off like right wing grifters are attacking her. But no, many of the people who showed up to her uh, town hall meeting here, constituents complaining about crime, complaining about discriminatory housing practices and AOC's response to dance and mock them as they protested her laughing, putting on fake accents, just insulting the crowd. And then the lights get turned out. She leaves. Comes back and says, I'm not, "I'm not allowed to be in a room with no lights on." Okay, now that I understand security, I suppose it was only what a few days ago we saw this viral story of a couple guys protesting AOC for supporting war in Ukraine, and she came out and said, "Ah, they're they're fake. They're right wing. It's a, it's a grift. Tulsi Gabbard's bad. It's a lie. AOC's con is over." Now, of course, I'm not saying every single person has woken up to it. But maybe enough people will now realize exactly what she is. She is a con man. She is selling you a narrative about this little old progressive fighting to change the world while she lives in an apartment with an infinity pool, drives a Tesla and pretends to be handcuffed. Now, look, I don't care if she has an infinity pool. I don't care if she has a Tesla. What I care about is that she's trying to she feigns this woke she feigns this working class when in reality, she's just another establishment shill who is extracting from you through lies. And you know what? I can't have that much empathy for these protesters. Protesters disrupt AOC listening forum QA in Astoria, Queens. Why? These people voted for her. And these people, many of them are going to vote for her again. Now, now look, if you've, if you've now awoken to the lies of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, then, you know, OK, I can respect that. And thank you. I appreciate the protests. I appreciate the people are speaking out saying no. One guy's got an, a sign that says Agenda 2030, UN is dirty, save humanity, F Joe Biden. I don't think he's a guy who probably voted for AOC, but maybe he did. And if he did, that's kind of surprising. But I tell you, my friends, I really don't see AOC losing this election. Maybe. Maybe people are now showing up. I'll tell you, one of the funniest things in this protest, New York is launching LGBTQ housing, which is like, it's just shockingly illegal. And this one guy is like, why, why, why can't I have a house? Why don't I get to live there? Because I don't have But you know, with other guys. He actually yells that to her. And as, and as strange as it is, he actually makes a good point. Do you just say, "Okay, I do," and now I get a house, housing? Like I think I think it's an apartment. Well, think about it. You go to apply for an apartment, and they're like, "Do you like it when other dudes approach you from the rear?" And you get the point. And if you say yes, okay, you get a house. Seriously, what does that have to do with anything? That's where we're at right now, though. Let me play some of this, uh, uh, some of this for you, and you can see exactly how AOC responds. I'm like racist, yeah. That's yeah. Like, like racist, like racist against straight people. Yeah. Did, you, did you just hear that? That's like racist against straight people. That's what he said. That was
2: stabbed 20
1: times. That was a 9-11 FBA yes. 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 This is insanity. Yes! yes. Boy. yes.
0: Let her speak. He's bringing up all the violent crime. (laughs) Welcome to New York, ladies and gentlemen. A cacophony of nonsense. Let her speak. We, the people, will not comply. And then all of a sudden, people start popping up with signs. Don't lie, don't lie. We, the people, will not comply. Good for them, though, man. Good for them. They're all protesting very different things. This, this story from freedomnews.tv, I'm not familiar with them, but this is just raw video from her event. They say this evening, a group attempted to disrupt the listening form event at the Boys and Girls Club in Astoria, Queens, where AOC was speaking to a local community. The protest group was there to speak up against AOC and protest against crime rates going up in New York, against the LGBTQ plus community housing and mandates, among other topics. You can see here sitting here, here's a woman yelling at her. Let me let me let me see if I have these uh, these video clips. Here we go. This is from Danny Day Urbina. So this is AOC dancing. She is. She's just dancing to them, protesting her, because she cares a whole lot about her. Wow, look at that one! Watch when she sticks her tongue out. She's just mocking these people who, whose lives are being destroyed, who are suffering under escalating crime rates. A man mentioned a 9/11 responder being stabbed, a little black boy being stabbed on a subway platform, and AOC's gonna dance and be like, you know what? Ooh, middle finger to you! Amazing. Come on, you guys are just now realizing this? Okay, fine. I can respect it if you're now waking up and starting to understand exactly what's going on. You ready for this one? All right, all right, listen, all right, listen,
2: listen, okay,
0: listen. Oh, what is she doing with this? You know, it's funny. She does this fake accent. And then when, it, when people call her out for it, they're like, no, no, uh, AOC is actually Latina. But she doesn't talk like that. Imagine if, like... There's a lot of ways I could talk imagine if I started trying to speak with like an Asian Stereotypical accent because I'm part Korean or whatever you'd be like, dude, what are you doing? You're from Chicago AOC you went to school in Boston. You live in New York City. You don't talk like this. Okay, that's not real Okay, I guess I could also do an Irish accent or uh, Whatever, but it's just yeah. No, sorry It's just so fake The veil is lifted. The curtain's drawn. Turns out she's just a street rat with a suit. Wow. That's from Unsound on Twitter. AOC is finding out that branding and creating a sub-reality can really backfire when the people wake up to your bull-ish, especially mimicking being cuffed when being uh, led uh, out in a protest. Can uh, Can I just show you the lies that are AOC? From July 21st, 2022. AOC denies faking being handcuffed during her arrest, calling her hand positioning best practice while being detained. That's a lie. She's lying. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is lying. She put her hands behind her back as she's being walked out. And so a bunch of photos look like the police handcuffed her. It's not real. Here's the video.
1: She's walking with her
0: hands behind her back. And then she's after, she, member, no, yeah. there's the press. There's yes. the press.
2: No, she's a member of the house.
0: And then she's walking. Oh, 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 here she goes. Let's see it. Just wave everybody with her hands behind her back as if she's cuffed. She was never handcuffed. She shared a, sc- shared a screenshot of a tweet by a GOP rep, Nancy Mace, who accused her of pretending to be in cuffs. Politics has become a performative art. AOC said no faking here. Putting your hands behind your back is best practice while detained, handcuffed or not to avoid escalating charges like resisting arrest. That is a lie. What they actually tell activists, and I can tell you this because I was there on the ground during Occupy with all of these trainings. Maybe they'll argue the trainings have changed. They tell you, go limp. Go limp. Let the police carry you. That way they can't argue you resisted. You did literally nothing. And so you'll see a lot of videos of protesters slumped over and they're being carried by police. They say, if you're doing literally nothing with your body and you're limp and they're carrying you, they can't argue you are resisting. You are quite literally not doing anything. AOC putting her hands behind her back is actually quite dangerous. If you're being arrested and you put your hands behind your back, it's a good way to get shot. They're going to be like, no, 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 show me your hands. Show me your hands. What are you doing? AOC is like, I'm just doing best to practice. She's lying to you, dude. She's lying about all of it. Amazing. Of course, Insider doesn't actually show the photo where you can see her hands aren't cuffed. But the point is, AOC acknowledged she wasn't really handcuffed. And there you go. Ah, yes. Viral video shows protesters heckling AOC for supporting Ukraine say it could lead to nuclear war. OK. And what was AOC's response? Lies. Katie Halper. Wow. host of the Katie Halper show. She says, I criticized the guys who interrupted AOC, but I think there's an art because I think there's an art to protest and they did a bad job. They also appear to not be progressive, but her response here is terrible, substance free and either ignorant or cynical. Wanting Biden to push diplomacy isn't a Putin talking point. Well, if you're a grifter like Ocasio-Cortez, it is. She, res- she responds, can you speak to the being confronted by anti-war protesters? Here's what she said. Sure. They were actually not anti-war protesters. They were right-wing Trumpers. Okay. And some were LaRouche cult members. Bravo, AOC. Not progressives as they claimed. Their own social media history shows this. It was a stunt that they do from time to time. Last time they showed up to a town hall yelling about eating babies or something. No, they didn't. You see, AOC is a con artist. She's referring to some woman who did show up, but these guys were not a woman. OK, these were two guys. But there was a woman saying, we have to eat babies. It's the only way. That's something totally different, AOC. She's trying to conflate the insanity with these guys. But hey, it's a brilliant strategy. I tell you this, you know, it might even be smart for politicians like AOC to hire insane protesters, have someone who. Waiting. Here's what you can do. You want to play Dirty Politics? I got this It's a freebie for you, AOC. Trust me, it'll work. Hire someone to sit in the crowd every time you have a speech or event. And if protesters erupt, your shill stands up and yells crazy things. Conspiracy theories about eating babies. And then... When the news comes out and they're like, why were you belittling the protests? Like, did you hear what they were saying? One guy was yelling about eating babies. And then the press is going to be like, well, that's true. They did say that. And there you go. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot, Google and the Better Business Bureau. You see how the con works? You drown them out. Here we go. Last time they showed up at town hall yelling about eating babies. It's a thing they do to go viral and draw people in. Two guys saying no war. And you're like, it's the same as saying eat babies. That's how insane this woman is. This time they were not parroting pro-Putin talking points. It is not anti-war to support Russia's imperialist project to invade and seize neighboring countries either. Uh... Fancy propaganda, you psychopath. Russia has a border dispute with Ukraine. What does that have to do with the United States? Don't know. Ukraine, like other nations, has the right to self-determination. Hey, I completely agree. And self-determination means we don't intervene. You disgusting, despicable piece of garbage. The only person instigating threats of nuclear weapons is Putin. No one else. I don't know. Maybe it was when the U.S. provided intelligence and weapons to Ukraine and they used it to blow up the flagship of, uh, of Russia's Black Sea fleet. How about that, you psychopath? Here we go. As far as their comments about Tulsi Gabbard, Gabbard has voted for more defense budget increases than I ever have. Zero. Look it up. Happy to dig more into Ukraine and other posts. A lot of these right wing videos and social media stunts are predicated on people not knowing the context and just believing whatever the person is saying for face value. For example, in the video, they cut the part where they waited to yell until a deaf constituent was trying to ask a question. So it would look like everyone was mad at their words instead of the fact they were harming a person with a disability. If you still believe this grifter, I've got a bridge to sell you. AOC moves into a luxury apartment complex that boasts infinity pool, Steinway piano and nearby Whole Foods, but has no affordable housing units and sits at the center of a neighborhood gentrification fight. Well, come on, man. You know, AOC wants an infinity pool. Okay, it's not fair. It's not fair. She wants to do yoga. You know, AOC's out here busting her butt every day, lying to people. It's not an easy job. You know, tricking stupid people into voting for policies that hurt them is very difficult. And she wants to, she wants to have yoga. You know, she wants to have yoga. Well, what is she, what is she supposed to do? She's got to get she got to get a luxury apartment, man. Come on. And what about her, her Tesla? She's fighting fighting for you know climate change. Got to drop sixty grand on a Tesla. Everybody does. In the red zone. Socialist AOC slammed as hypocrite for parking her $59,000 Tesla illegally behind D.C. Whole Foods. Okay, you know what? I'm with AOC on this one. Okay, okay, can I say something? If you can't afford to get an electric car, you can't afford to drive. It's just that simple. Climate change is real. It's destroying everything. And the nerve of you, the nerve of you driving around your gas car, cranking out those carbon emissions. I got to breathe those in. That's not fair. So I, I demand, you know, like AOC, you get a $60,000 Tesla. Mm-hmm. Why, why not? Because you don't care about the environment? Well, I got to live on this planet too. I drive a Tesla. I have a, I have a Model 3. I was a Model 3? Why, why don't you? That's not fair. Not fair to me because I'm doing the right thing, like AOC is. I also have a Chevy Cobalt with 230,000 miles on it that like spews gas that we don't actually drive. We have a uh, diesel Ram, tw- what is that, 2500 di- a turbo diesel for hauling our mobile studio trailer. And I've got a Honda Accord. Yes, I have cars that take gas because um, I don't actually believe that. I think if you can, you, you should have multiple options in terms of conveyance. So the reason I got an electric car is because I'm concerned gas is like uh, Joe Biden says we're getting rid of it. So I'm like, OK, I got a car and I got solar panels. Guess what? The average person can't do that. And I totally understand. This is the whole point of everything that AOC represents and the great reset and all of this. You will own nothing and you will be happy. But don't wor- Don't worry. You can prop up this woman as she dances and mocks the violent crime and the death and the murder. And she gets to drive her $60,000 car. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm not going to mock the people who are suffering under this. No, I'm going to constantly complain about the problems that are happening in these cities, the failed policies of these politicians. I'm going to constantly bring up the cities are are corrupt and they're destroying the lives of the working class. And I'm going to bring up not everybody can afford an electric car. And you know what? Problem is for all of you, I ain't going to run for office. But maybe that's the big issue, right? Maybe the issue is that People like me are the ones who need to run for office. And you end up with Thomas Massey's. You end up with Rand Paul's. There's very few of these people who actually do believe in doing right by you and the people. AOC is a con artist, in my opinion. Everything she says is BS, in my opinion. That's what I see. That's what I see with AOC. It's a grift. And, you know, it's it's, it's perfectly exemplified how, you know, people like her— People like Hassan, Ethan Klein, these other big leftists come out and accuse me or other, other people of being grifters because we oppose the establishment. They claim we are all conservatives. Jezebel claimed Ian Crossland was a conservative commentator. Ian from Timcast IRL, the weird hippie pro choice guy. Spare me your lies. You take a look at what AOC says about these anti war protesters, and it becomes plain as day. So, you know what? Vote for her. whatever. You reap what you sow. Congratulations. The problem is people in New York don't care. They don't know. They don't care. If every single person in New York who was concerned about AOC's failures voted Republican, the Republican would win. Unfortunately, the Republicans don't actually even bother trying to win in these places. And that's why it's deep blue. They should. You should be out there campaigning. You should find a Republican— that, that can represent the values of New York better than AOC. Maybe you end up with a moderate, but you have to do it. If you do not try to convince people in New York, then it will only be stay deep blue. Why is AOC's district D plus 28? I think it's 28. It's because none, none of you in New York go knock on doors and say, please, AOC is bad. See, I don't care who you vote for, but we got to change this, Right. It's not like you got to say you think the Republicans are all good. But something's got to be done. So here's my advice. Don't vote for her. That's it. And some people might be like, but if we don't, you know, then you get. Who you, there's nobody worse. There is nobody worse in your district. Here's what you can do. If you live in New York, and I know many of you do. Right now, right now, you start going door to door and you ask them. If, if you're in this district, do you like the job AOC is doing? If so, why or why not? And you can tell people, listen, there is no one running in this district for Congress that is worse than AOC. You've got nothing to lose. Show them the video of her mocking the protesters and saying you've got people who are concerned that an old woman was stabbed to death and AOC's mocking them and laughing about it anyone would be better than her. Seriously, name a single person running who would be worse than AOC. Remember the guy who says the rent is too damn high? I don't think he was running for Congress. I don't know what he was running for. Maybe he was. He's, he'd be way better. I'll tell you this. You can say to this person, you voting for your neighbor would be better than voting for AOC. She's probably still going to win. But why would you vote for the worst possible person that I don't understand? Same thing with Nancy Pelosi. In her district, everyone's like, well, she's going to win no matter what. There's no one running for office in San Francisco worse than Nancy Pelosi. Why are you intentionally voting for the worst candidate? Your worst case scenario, the worst candidate wins no matter what. Vote for whoever you want. Fine. Then you will reap what you have sown. And that's what you'll get. More mockery, more derision, more insults, more Teslas, more infinity pools and more war. I hope the war bill uh, covers the cost of your gas. Many people who live in her districts they don't even see her around. They don't even know what she's doing, but they keep voting for her. Well, that's the way it is because no one's going to run against her, I guess. The people who do aren't taken seriously and the Republicans won't put any money into these races. So quite literally in these deep blue districts, there is no one worse, but they vote for them anyway. No, that's a curse. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. You guys want to hear a joke? All right. Here's, here it goes. There's only 25 days left in the U.S. diesel supply. That, that's it. That's it. You should be laughing, you know, because at a certain point, things have gotten so bad that you can only laugh like the Joker, watching it all burn down around you. And then after that, you can say, thanks, Joe Biden. From Bloomberg, diesel supply of just 25 days poses problem for Biden. The Biden administration calls diesel supplies unacceptably low. Retail prices have been rising more than two weeks. Amazing. They say diesel demand is surging in the US while supplies remain at the lowest seasonal level ever. According to government data released Wednesday, the shortage of the fuel used for heating and trucking is a key worry for the Biden administration heading into winter and ahead of the November election. National Economic Council Director Brian Deese told Bloomberg TV Wednesday that the diesel inventories are unacceptably low and all options are on the table to build supplies and reduce retail prices. The U.S. has just 25 days of diesel supply, the lowest since 2008 according to the Energy Information Administration. At the same time, the four-week rolling average of distillates supplied, the proxy for demand, rose to its highest seasonal level since 2007. While weekly demand dipped slightly, it's still at its highest point in two years amid higher trucking, farming, and heating use. Oh, let me translate this for you, my friends. Now, look, let me show you this. It's been around this low before, Right in 2019, it dips down below 30. A lot of people hear this. and They immediately think like in one month's time, we will have no diesel. No, 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 no. They replenish it. The issue is, do you trust Joe Biden now, especially with the war in Ukraine to do a good job of it? The answer is probably no, which means we'll have diesel. Don't go panicking yet like you're going to freeze to death, but you should still be thinking about what you'll do if you don't get fuel. The bigger issue is the price is likely going to skyrocket. Demand is higher. Supply is lower. You figure that one out. The diesel crunch comes just weeks ahead of the midterm elections and has the potential to drive up prices for consumers who already view inflation in the economy as a top voting issue. Retail prices have been steadily climbing for more than two weeks at $5.32 per gallon. They're 50% higher than this time last year, according to AAA data. Ah, yes, my friends, the Democrats feared red October has arrived. Who would have thought that the October surprise that would sink the Democrats would be of their own making? It's your own fault. We screamed, we cried, we pleaded, we said, hey, please don't do this. But this is what happens. Is it a surprise to anyone that Democrats were like, let's enact policies that are bad for, for energy and the economy? And then regular people went, oh, I'm, I'm going to vote you out. It's not just that. Yo, I watched this video clip. It's, a, it's, a, it's an act, activist in Dearborn, Michigan. And this is, I mean, this is a blue district. And he says, he's at, he's at a meeting about these books, these these adult books they are put in front of kids. And he's like, don't vote for Rashida Tlaib let's see it. With parents waking up in districts like this, maybe we are going to see something worse than a red October. The New York Times says many Democrats hoped it would be a weird election, but with election day just three weeks away, the midterms aren't shaping up that way. Here's the thing about elections. When they break, they usually break in one direction. And right now, all the indicators on my political dashboard are blinking red, as in towards Republicans. First, there's inflation. It hasn't gone away as the Biden administration had hoped. And the Federal Reserve likewise seems to be hamstrung in dealing with it. Americans are being squeezed between exorbitant prices for consumer goods. Inflation is still at 40-year highs and interest rates that the Fed has ratcheted up as it seeks to reign in those prices. And the interest rates the Fed has ratcheted up as it seeks is at record highs. Anyone trying to buy a home now faces 30-year mortgage rates that have soared past 6%. The latest New York Times-Siena poll, my colleague Nate Kahn wrote this week, suggests that the conditions that helped Democrats gain over the summer no longer seem to be in place, with voters' sour view of the economy driving the downturn in the party's prospects. As John Halpin, a senior fellow at the Center for American Progress, wrote recently in his newsletter, Inflation is a political wrecking ball for incumbent governors. Around the world, why should the United States be different? Then there's crime, which has rapidly moved up the ladder of issues that, that matter to voters. In a new Politico morning consult poll, 64% of voters said crime would play a major role in how they voted versus 59% who said the same of abortion access. Let me pause real quick and let y'all in on a conspiracy theory. Democrats are purposefully tanking the midterms to create a negative economy and negative perspective up to 2024. Conspiracy theory. You know, I don't really know, but entertain this. It's all of a sudden getting really, really bad. It's of the Democrats' own doing. They certainly have to know this, right? Perhaps we are playing 4D chess. The Democrats are sacrificing their bishop in order to take a key advantage point and try and move in for checkmate. Here's how it works. The economy goes bad right before the election. Democrats lose. Joe Biden keeps the presidency, but maybe the Senate and the House go to Republicans. They won't be able to do anything because Joe Biden will say no, and they won't get past a veto, a veto, veto proof majority. What happens over the next two years? The economy slowly improves just ever so slightly, but it's still bad. Relatively, people are upset. So what do they do? Flip it. Vote in the Democrats one more time. Now, I'm not entirely sure this is exactly how it will play out, but the prediction people are making is as soon as Republican wins Republicans win, they're going to start declaring recession. Or there's a recession, an economic downturn, everything. And the media will unleash apocalyptic hellfire on the American people. Then you're going to get, you know, Joe Biden saying, you know, as soon as the Republicans come in, everything gets bad. Maybe. Maybe conspiracy theory. I don't think it's all uh, you know perfect because you can actually break it down in a different way. People right now are sick of Democrats. They're sick of Democrats. They're looking at what's going on. They don't want to vote for them. They want to vote for Republicans. And I don't see that changing in the in the next couple of years because Republicans will keep saying like we're trying, but Joe Biden's blocking us. It was bad in 2022. And now no matter what we do, we can't get anything passed with Joe Biden. You got to vote him out. and Then people might. I don't see Joe Biden surviving into a second term. I think, you know, politically, of course, you got to be very careful these days. No, what I think we end up seeing is Joe Biden bowing out. And um, I don't know. Let's uh, pull a name out of a hat. Stacey Abrams, you know, she came out and said abort the poor the other day. How about that? They say Democrats have uh, have bet heavily that widespread anger over the Supreme Court's reversal of Roe v. Wade would drive voters away from the Republican Party, especially college educated women in the suburbs. Yeah, sorry. President Biden pledged on Tuesday to protect abortion rights in a clear attempt to bring the issue back to the forefront of public discussion. Okay, how many of you have seen that Eric Swalwell ad where the woman gets arrested for having an abortion? She's like at her house having dinner and the cops show up and they're like, ma'am, you're under arrest. Termination of a pregnancy. And she's like, what? No, that's my personal business. And it's just like, Bleh. you know, what I was saying I told Seamus this. I was like, you need to you need to make a parody version of this where like, as they're mercilessly beating this woman in front of her kids for getting an abortion, there and she's in cuffs. That the husband goes, "Well, gas is a dollar fifty a gallon, so it's not all bad." And then the kids nod, and then the woman on the ground being arrested looks up with like a black eye, and she's like, "Yeah, gas is a dollar fifty a gallon." The joke there is nobody cares. Okay, you've got your activist vote. Congratulations. The joke is. People care about gas prices because they can't afford to buy food or pay their rent or get to work. But whatever, man. Stacey Abrams can come out and be like, abortion is an economic issue. Because women who are pregnant are poor. So you got to kill the baby. (laughs) That's actually where she went. Amazing. Let me tell you, my friends, if you are concerned about what's going on with your high gas prices, you need only look in the mirror Now, I know if you're a Republican voter, you don't. I'm referring to those who vote Democrat, who support the likes of Greta Thunberg, etc. Many of you probably had a cold splash of water in the face waking up to what's happening. Let me show you. Let me give you all some schadenfreude. Now, I know many of you are probably in a similar position to me. You watch these videos. You watch my videos and the videos of others. And so you knew voting for Joe Biden would be a big mistake and gas prices would go up. Well, You can go around saying, I told you so. For all the people who voted for Joe Biden and who are now angry that gas prices are going up and you're angry now that you were duped again, I have some schadenfreude. For those that don't know what that means, it means pleasure derived from witnessing the pain of people you don't like, of your enemies or of your adversaries. From the Daily Mail, Porsche off. Eco activists glue themselves to the floor at German supercar showroom, demanding the government decarbonize the transport sector. Do you want to know why this is schadenfreude? Last week, or I think it was, I think it might have been this week, actually. We saw some young women splash tomato soup on a Van Gogh painting, sunflowers, and then glue their hands to the walls. And uh, I said, please, please leave them there. Just leave them glued to the walls. I wish this every time we see someone chain themselves to a door. I'm like, leave them there. Your building has multiple points of entrance and egress. You don't need to use that one. Put a big old sign saying entrance around back. And the people who chain themselves can sit there going, um, can someone help me? Um, I did this for your attention, but you left. And this is exactly what is now happening with these eco-activists. Yeah, they want you to not have gas. They want you to spend $60,000 on an electric car. They don't care about you. You don't matter to them. So here's what they've done. They glued themselves to the floor at this uh, Porsche uh, uh, showroom. And then here's the best part. They were subsequently left there. That's it. The lights and the heat were turned off. And they left, and these morons were like, I have to go to the bathroom, but nobody was there. Oh, man, I hope at this point they crapped their pants. Hey, you got to do what you got to do, right? Here's the tweet. One of these protesters said, Volkswagen told us they supported our right to protest, but they refused our request to provide us with a bowl to urinate and defecate in a decent manner while we are glued, and they have turned off the heating. People in support can't get out of the building. That was a lie. He had to retract that one. Actually, they can get out of the building. They just can't come back in. Oh, poor baby. He says, I love my fellow scientists so much, blah, blah, blah. Getting ready for our first night of sleep inside the Porsche Pavilion, Autostat, to demand Volkswagen to eventually act to decarbonize the transport sector. And there it is. They've already walked away. Eventually act. So Volkswagen can come and be like, yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. And they go, Okay, please let us out. You know why? Crap on the floor. We keep it a little family friendly, but uh, I'm, I'm really excited for this. I'm really excited for this. You know, people like Greta Thunberg, they want you dead. They do. They just won't admit it. They want you dead. And they just won't admit it. I say it twice. Because these are the people that come out and say, you know, we must stop all fossil fuels now. How dare you? There must not be any fossil fuels. It's like, well, okay, But if we got rid of that, people would freeze to death and they'd starve to death in days. I don't care. They all should be dead. She's not really saying that, but she may as well be saying it. So when I see these people, these psychopaths who just want you dead, I have no sympathy. Look, you chose to glue yourself to the floor. That's it. Am I supposed to accommodate you? Bro, if you didn't bring a bedpan, that's your fault. And I got to be honest, too. Let's be real. If they do crap on the floor, then Volkswagen's going to have to clean it up. So, hey, double your protest. Glue yourself to the floor, crap all over the place, and then people are going to be like, we get the point. Oh, man. I love this one. Here's Here's what they tweeted. Here's the guy. Together with 15 other members of the Scientist Rebel, I have occupied the Porsche Pavilion at Autostat. Nine of us glued to the floor and some of us on hunger strike until our demands to decarbonize the German transport sector are met. I love how he's like, why won't they give us bedpans? Bro, they're not obligated to give you a bucket to dump in. You think they have one? And that's the funniest thing about this protest. They're like, the Volkswagen should have on-hand poo buckets for us. Yeah, I'm sure they can find a mop bucket or something. But dude, your hands are glued to the floor. How would we even do this anyway? Okay, maybe like you can put a sheet of paper and you can crap on it and then crumple it up or a bag or something. I love that. Our right to protest, but they refuse to provide us the bowl to urinate and defecate in a decent manner. You call that decent? Come on! Oh man, look at these people do. Just stop. Oil protesters arrested after Harrods spray sprayed with orange paint. More than a dozen activists in custody after protest at department store in London that has also stopped traffic. Here's what you do, my friends. You sentence them to clean it up. That's it. You say go out and clean it up, and you don't give them anything to do it with. You say whatever you brought with you is what you can use to clean it up. So maybe they'll have to spit and use their hands. Don't know, don't care. Use your fingernails. Figure it out. Get the paint off. All right, all right, fine. We'll give them uh, some scouring pads, I guess. But you better not damage the windows. You won't scratch it up. So, you know, maybe we'll have to give you like some some sponges with the the scouring side, because it won't be too harsh on the glass, you know what I mean? Look. You want to protest, I'm all for it. But you will reap what you sow. My attitude is peaceful protest is a good thing and it should be tolerated, but you get arrested for it. And then there's um, a recompense or something. In this instance, you want to come out and do this. You clean it up. You want to you want to crap on the floor. All right. You scientists, guys, you want to take a dump extinction rebellion. You want to take a dump on the floor. I don't care. Fine. But defecating in public is illegal. So after they arrest you for trespass, they can then arrest you for defecating in public.
2: At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions—that's Wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com/wonder.
0: Sounds good, right? I'm really—I'm wondering about this because this is um, yesterday at 3:37 they did this. I have to imagine that they had to take a dump at some point. So let's see. Do they have any new tweets about them crapping on the floor? Oh, there's another picture. 22 hours ago. Just—that's uh, it. Six hours ago. I want to know if they took a dump on the floor. Come on. Someone someone give me the update here. Have they pooped on the floor yet? Because I'm sure Volkswagen's gonna be really happy about that one. Oh, the Biden administration announces more steps to try to lower gas prices, including next oil res- release from reserve. It was Chris Hayes. He goes on MSNBC and he's like to protect our democracy. We are releasing more strategic oil to protect our democracy. You know what he means? He's saying Republicans are evil and it's bad for democracy. So we have no choice. No choice but to drain our emergency reserves of oil at a time when we're running out. I mean, you voted for this. Obviously, not, look, I'm not talking about I'm saying Democrats. You voted for this. Joe Biden explicitly said he was going to get rid of fossil fuels. What did you think was going to happen? Maybe this is why we're seeing a major swing to the Republicans, because now people are starting to realize that Joe Biden explicitly stated he would get rid of fossil fuels Maybe now you'll stop pandering to Greta Thunberg, who, like, gets up on stage and says, you should all suffer. You should all suffer and burn. Congratulations. Everything you wanted and more right within the palm of your hand. And you're staring at it. To all those people who didn't pay attention to the news, who gloated along and laughed, who are now wondering why I can't afford anything. I have no sympathy for you. None. None. To all those people who didn't know better and were lied to and came out now and said, I wish I paid more attention, but I am voting against these people. I commend you and you have my respect because you saw information. You realized you made a mistake and now you've decided I'm going to do the right thing. And that is vote for Republicans who won't do anything anyway. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Look, I think some of the Republicans will. I think you got some good Republicans. You look at those voting for war in Ukraine, Democrats in lockstep, Republicans split. The problem we have is that I'm not convinced Republicans will stand up to the likes of Kevin McCarthy, Lindsey Graham and McConnell, and they need to. They need to tell them to go away. They're bad. They're awful. And they need to be voted out. So I'd actually just be like the next opportunity you get, vote against those people. McCarthy, vote them out. You know what? You know, it'd be great. It would be great if a Democrat beats McCarthy. It's not going to happen, but it would be great because then you can get a different Speaker of the House or better yet, Republicans don't vote McCarthy and stand your ground. Tell him we'll give you another Pelosi even without the majority. Don't know. Don't care if you try and put Kevin McCarthy in as Speaker. Here's what you can do. Uh, Donald Trump. Uh, Yeah, Donald Trump, Speaker of the House. Let's go with that one. Just do it. Because I'll tell you this, man, you're not going to get anything done by putting in neocon shills and establishment shills. It's not going to change anything. And what's going to happen is maybe this is what they want. There's going to be a major backlash, and then Democrats are going to win in 2024. Maybe they're betting on it. That's what you need to realize. Right now, as we all sit here saying it's going to be great for Republicans, I'm not convinced it'll be a good thing because you're going to get crappy leadership. And the leadership's going to just sit on their hands and do nothing. Everyone's going to get angry and say, Now, a lot of people have said to me, Tim, I'd rather have Republicans do nothing than Democrats destroy the country. And I'm like, I guess, but the country's still falling apart. So do what you got to do, man, I suppose. I don't know what to tell you guys. There's there's no there's no good answers. The one thing I can tell you, though, is your gas prices will go down if you vote Republican. So there is that, I guess. There's that. Joe Biden promised he was going to get rid of gas. He's doing it. We're at 25 days left of diesel. Apocalyptically bad. Donald Trump said he wanted the energy producers in the U.S. to start exploring, drilling and sourcing more. Joe Biden shut down U.S. energy production, then goes to Saudi Arabia and begs on bent knee like a spineless, pathetic loser. Loser. Everybody agrees. Look, Trump's got a lot of problems, man. That's true. But if the argument is, should we be energy independent or close to it versus should we shut down our energy sector and then beg someone else? You know, the answer is simple. That's Donald Trump, not Joe Biden. So for all of you who voted for it, I get it, I guess. To those who can't admit you made a mistake, you have no respect from me. To those who recognize, OK, OK. Welcome to the fight, my friends. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.